Hi friends and welcome to another enlightening and educative time on this show. Today we continue our conversation with our special guest, Amy Murphy of Murphy Law in Peace River, Alberta, here in Canada. If you've not listened to the first part of this series, please do. You would not regret it. Today, Amy will be telling us more about wills and estate planning as we conclude this series. She'll be telling us about grants of probate, you know, the best time to make a will. And can you use an online kit for your will and estate planning? These and more will be answered. And I hope you've already reached out to her or your lawyer to put something in place for you and your spouse. All right. Let's dive right into the conversation. Welcome to the Reconnected Marriage Partners Podcast. Hi, we are David and Eben, your host on the show. We know what it's like to feel less connected as a couple while juggling the increasing responsibilities and demands of work, life, and parenthood. We also know what it feels like to achieve a deeper level of connection and intimacy in marriage while raising a family. If you're ready to reconnect on a deeper level, reignite the passion in your marriage, and enjoy a more exciting and satisfying marriage, even if you're raising children with limited time, this podcast was made for you. Be prepared to be empowered and inspired to build the strong and connected marriage you truly desire. All right, let's light up that spark. Come on! Do you have any other stories that could kind of buttress your point in consequences of not having a will or have this? I get a comment on something that maybe you don't see it as much. You know, I don't, I'm not sure if your listeners are more in an urban area or a rural area, but we see it in more remote rural areas where people try to avoid uh, doing a will and try to avoid having to apply to court for a grant of probate. So let me explain what a grant of probate is. It's nothing more than a court order that authorizes either the named executor or the person who appoint, who applied for a grant of administration because there was no will. So it's a court order saying this person is authorized to deal with the finances, you know, the property and debts of the deceased. So that application for a grant of probate, you know, it has a bad name. You know... People have this view that it's very, very expensive to apply. Okay. That's, I think it's a fraction of what people think it is. So it does go by value of the estate, but I think the court fees max out, it's something like $600. Okay. Um, a lawyer's bill, what you're going to pay for a, an estate, for a lawyer's office, a law firm to do it, you know, that we, we have an old tariff. It's kind of way, fallen by the wayside, but it's not so far out of touch. But the base fee will be $2,250, and then there will be a declining percentage of the value of the estate. But overall, we're not talking tens of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the most I've ever charged on a very multi-million dollar estate was something like $13,000. So it's not, you know, people have in mind it's going to be $80,000 to have a lawyer probate an estate. Mm -hmm. Not not the case. (laughs) So the reason, and I wish I would have pulled out my numbers before we sat down for this, um, so I could give you something more definitive. But what I want to caution uh, listeners about is in these rural areas, 
relatively young people in their 50s will transfer title to their property in joint names with their children mm. um, because they want to avoid a situation where it passes through their will mm. to avoid you know, to paying these probate costs. Mm. And in my mind, it's absolutely not advisable. I can tell you my mother's 91. She still owns lots of quarters of land. Mm. She owns two homes. And none of them have we put in joint names with anyone, let alone her lawyer daughter. <laughs> my mom is going to hang on to those titles until they're pulling that coffin down <laughs> over her. Um, and I think that's the way it should be for pretty much everyone. Um, because when you put somebody else's name on title, you are giving up your ownership yeah. rights. You are giving up your independence and your freedom. And there's, there's a cost to that. Sometimes also, when you add people's name to title, it's a disposition under the Income Tax Act, and now you can be subject to capital gains tax. Mm, yeah. So a big caution, if I was to leave anybody with any tidbit of advice, do not, you know, and the other function, people should know when this application for a grant of probate is made to the court, there is an inventory of assets and debts. There's all kinds of information, and that application is served on every beneficiary. So now there's transparency. Everybody knows what's, what's going to happen and what to expect. Mm -hmm. So now we often have, you know, family contentious matters. And the whole idea of having a will is to avoid contention on death. So if you want to avoid contention on death, you, you, you have a situation where an application to court is made for a grant of probate. It's served on the beneficiaries. Now everybody knows what's happening. At the end of the day, before they distribute the estate, then an accounting has to be made to those beneficiaries. These are good things to have. It reduces the amount of family conflict. So this grant of probate is not just for rural areas. It's also for across the, across the board. Everybody okay. has to do it. Yep. Okay. okay. And this, this is actually different from the POA and the PD. That's the power of attorney and um, No, the grant of probate, that's where you send the will together with all this other information to the courthouse and you say, you know, John Doe has died, here's his will, or, or he didn't have a will, here's his assets, his debts, his children, his beneficiaries, all the information you need to know. Okay, good. Thanks for that um, addition. I'm, I'm actually just hearing this grant of probate for the first time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's new. It's new to me. Well, thank you. Um, so when it comes to you know, will and estate planning. When do you think is the best time? I know you did say most couples tend to have um, a switch come on when they have their first children. But in, in your own, you know, as a legal professional, when, when do you think would be the best time to have one? Oh, I would, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a time that's too early. I mean, if you're not married, if you're single, then... You know, then nobody knows where you'd want your estate to go. I mean, maybe you wanted to go to your parents. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were if you were unmarried and did not have children, the legislation would say everything would go to your parents. If that's the way you wanted, that's great. When I was a young unmarried person without children, I would have wanted mine not to go to my parents, but to my nieces and nephews, right? Yeah. So then, to make that decision, I made a will to give it to my nieces and nephews. Um, so I think there's no time that's too early. I think once you marry, you for sure should make new wills. 
Um, it used to be that a marriage would void a will. So if somebody had a mar- uh, will mm-hmm. and then they got married, the marriage would void the earlier will. That no longer happens anymore. Oh. Okay. So if you are older in life and you've accumulated all this assets and then you get married, your will that pre-exists your marriage may give everything to someone else. Okay, mm-hmm. um, But divo- does void a gift under a will now is divorce. So okay. the, will, the law has changed quite a bit. Um, so clearly, so that, divorce now can void the will? Not the whole will, but okay. the gift going to the spouse will be voided by a divorce. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, so, so I think when you get married, you should look at your wills. Um, when your children are no longer, when your children are young and you make a will, you're probably going to say that your estate is to be held in trust for the benefit of your children until they eat, reach some magical age, mm-hmm. bare minimum of 18, but maybe it's 22 or 25. Mm-hmm. So once your children are over that age, probably appropriate to do another will. Um, and then again, when you're, when you're going into the home, you know, you, you want to do some estate planning. If you've converted everything you own to cash in a bank account, you know, then, then maybe you want to talk to a lawyer about simplifying things. So in that particular situation, it may be okay to avoid a grant of probate, you know, to organize your affairs. So an application for a grant of probate is not required, but so when you get to those very last stages, then look at estate planning. Go and see a lawyer. Yeah. Okay. So with with the will now, so how, how do we how do we go about, you know, this will and estate planning? I, I, I know you did say, you know, go to a lawyer. Um I do know that there are some websites, um, you know, um like I think legalwills.ca and a number of them that's give a kind of template on how to draft a will and a number of them online. How um, authentic are some of this, I think? And so this would be in line with how do we go about um, preparing one? Well, you're going to say I'm biased because I'm a lawyer, but yeah. I, you know, I am biased in part because I've seen things, right? Yeah. So the will kits, I do not recommend them. Yeah. You know, they, they are good for lawyers because they... It's not the drafting of the will that they give work to lawyers. It's the litigating the will that they give to lawyers, right? Okay. I've litigated a number of them. Okay. There's too many open holes when people try to um, use the will kit. Or maybe they use inappropriate uh, witnesses, right? Yeah. Uh, and that invalidates the will. So I do not... I think the the cost of going to a lawyer and getting a will drafted it is not a lot in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah. I mean, the po- point of having a will is to avoid litigation. So spend spend the money so you avoid the litigation. Okay. So when we're talking of spending money now, what is the range of, so let's say, basic, not a lot of estates, just basic, what was usually the cost, um, at least in, in Alberta? The cost in Alberta, oh gosh. I think in the urban centers, I went to a seminar a year and a half ago um, at Lake Louise about uh, Wilson Estates, and they were charging, the city lawyers, maybe it was a Calgary firm, seems like they were charging $1,800. We don't charge as much here. So for husband and wife wills and personal directives and enduring powers of attorney, 
so two documents for you know for each yeah. of those three documents then I think our fee is twelve hundred dollars okay and so if it's a duplicate so more or less like a mirror mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay about twelve hundred then so it ranges well between twelve and the eight hundred eighteen hundred yeah. that you spoke about okay all right so it's worth going to a lawyer to get these things done than actually going online and printing the draft and entering those things and getting it done. Yeah, yes, basically. I would say so, yeah. All right. And I know you did say there's some bias in it, but I do get what you're saying because, of course, when it comes to online things, at times it's difficult to actually know what is, <laughs> what is actually appropriate or, or not. Okay. I think we're, we're almost rounding up here, and and I, I think the next question I have is now because our podcast tends to not just deal with the present generation, we also want to create a legacy for future generations. So, what do you think we can do as parents to get our children to consider making a will and estate planning much earlier than? we did well one thing that i think every parent um, should encourage their children is uh financially right okay. if you're getting them to contribute to rsps right okay. um at a young age teaching them financial management you're doing that with a view to really you know estate planning in lots of ways right yeah. you know when are they going to retire and and what are they going to have when they retire and that's part of that conversation. I, don't, I, I just say that because I know a good dear friend of mine growing up in Peace River together, and then we were both in Calgary, and she was putting money in RSPs, and mm. I thought she was crazy. You know, we were in our 20s, and I'm like, we live now. And, um, and, you know, and she did those things. Like, you know, she had a will at an early age, her mm. and her husband. And, and, you know, and they save for RSPs. And... And I think the more you can, I just think, I think my friend's further ahead now when we're thinking about retirement than mm -hmm. I am, right? Mm -hmm. Because her parents just really encouraged her to think long term. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think um, um, I was probably in your own shoes too. I think I didn't really have financial knowledge, you know, growing up. I, I think we were just stuck with savings. That was what my parents taught me. Oh, you need to save, you need to save, you need to save. But um, building wealth is more than just savings. There, 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 there's a whole lot of other areas. And so coming to Canada was what exposed me to, you know, oh, you have RRSPs, you have the TFSA, you know, and other areas wherein, and of course the stocks and ETFs and bonds and, and all that. And... I think it's probably in the last 10 years or thereabout that I actually got really into doing these things. And so now with my kids, we're getting them to have that financial knowledge that, yes, we, we need money, we need to invest, we need to do this. But also money is not everything because you still have your values, which you need to connect with whatever money you're putting in or making and and all that so so yes i do i do agree with you on on that 
And, and so I, I think this will be my final question. And that will be, now for our listeners, I know you do, you, you know, maybe for Alberta, I don't know if you, you also handle other provinces, but if they do need your service, um, how do they reach you? How do they get to you? Oh, it will very easily by email or on the web. We have a website, um, just www.murphy-law.ca. Uh, our phone number is there. Uh, it's easy enough to connect to us. Okay. For sure. So um, for our viewers, we'll have the um, website and the phone number on our show notes in the podcast episode. So if you're interested and you have more questions for Amy Murphy, She'll be willing to take your questions. And I should say, David, so yeah. we do COVID-introduced video conference meetings okay. and document execution. So I can take will instructions from virtually anyone in Alberta and okay. dra- prepare the will, and they can sign it. You know, I can sign it virtually, and they can send it to me, and I can sign off on it. Oh, that's great. Yes, yeah, so. that's, that's great. So, um, you heard it, so you you also have access to her anywhere in Alberta, and she can give you some um, guidance. And so, I think at this point, we will end the the podcast. Thank you so much for taking our invite. Um, Hopefully, maybe we may have a reason to get you in for another topic. And, um, And so... I hope that our listeners had a great time listening. And so I would like to leave you with the final words. Is there any other thing you'd like to add? No, I just think if you can impart in your children the ability to look ahead and to plan ahead, you know, whether it's an estate plan or a financial plan, I think you're just giving them such a a leg up in life. Thank you. Well, you heard it from Amy Murphy um, from Murphy Law. Uh, did I tell you I love you, the name of your... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so, um, and, and so that, that, that's going to be it for today. Um, thank you for listening. And we trust that this has been educational. It's been inspiring and very educating for me. And we look forward to our next episode when we'll come to you and bring you something exciting. And so, thank you for listening. Until next time, to stay connected, God bless. Shalom. If you like that in my show, please don't forget to leave a review to spread the love. Hi, friend. If you've been inspired or found value in this episode, one of the best ways to thank us is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to share this episode with friends and family. And together, we can build stronger marriages, families, and communities. Stay connected. Shalom.